I always felt a, like a bit of a black sheep in the seminary. Yeah. I came into uh, my faith a little later in life, not that I'm old, but a little later in life than the average guy in the seminary. The tender age of 28 is when I entered the seminary. I was notorious for being like the worst altar server. I was, I was that server that you gave a candle and said, here, hold this. <laughs> that was me all through the seminary. I didn't know uh, what all these fancy terms were, things, things like, like chasuble and cope and, and dalmatic that he's wearing and, and thurible, all these weird liturgical terms that everybody else seemed to knew, but I didn't. I was always that guy running into the chapel in the morning as the bell's ringing and everybody's just waiting for Anthony to show up with his bravery. Yeah. So uh, one day in the seminary, we were having, there was a mass at our home parish, my home parish in Hudson, and they were recognizing the seminarians uh, for something. We were all serving mass and it was going to be a great day. So beforehand, I was relaxing at my mother's house, you know, had, had a big meal, probably had a small drink, um, took a nap, and, long, and as you can imagine, long story short, I was running late. I was running late to, to Mass. So I screeched in the parking lot of St. Mary's in Hudson. I ran the door by throwing on that white alb thing, and just as I'm like, getting there, the music starts. Mass starts. And one of the other seminarians said, you're fine. Don't worry about it. He said, you're fine. So my tail was well between my legs in that moment. And I slid into the back pew and just sat there, just shamed, just like filled with shame. And I, I'll remember this like so well, that I was sitting there, sitting there in the back, as I watched him walking up, I was thinking like, this is it. Okay, this is the sign, like I don't belong here. You know, I, I should just probably leave the seminary. This was all going through me. And, but something happened going from that that I'll always remember and will always want to share. Just in that, like, in that just total helplessness, just like huddled in the back pew, uh, I just surrendered, you know, just surrendered. What else could I do? Surrendered myself. And just as the prayers and the mass went on, I felt myself just being drawn up into the prayers of the people, like the prayers of the church. And that shame and all these doubts just slowly faded away until I finally decided, you know what, I'm going up there. So in the middle of Mass, in the middle of Mass, I walked up the, the, the aisle to the very front pew where the seminarians were sitting, like just probably judging the heck out of me. What is he doing? And I squeezed myself into the pew. <laughs> so looking back, and it's good to look back on these things, I feel like Jesus was saying to me, yes, like, you do belong. Like, you do belong. Come close. Come forward. Come closer. So our belonging here, our belonging here has nothing to do with us. And we have to remember that when we feel doubts. Today, we're celebrating this epiphany, this epiphany that the coming of, <clears throat> pardon me, that the coming of Christ that the light for the world, the only light for the world, that the good news of salvation is offered not only to those who are ready, those who are prepared, but anyone who comes to him. Anyone, including the Gentiles. And that's us. We're the Gentiles. I don't think any one of us were Jews when we came into this church. None of us observed the first covenant, the old covenant, we're Gentiles. 
So we inherited a past. We inherited an identity and a promise and a future that we didn't earn, <clears throat> never can earn, and we're not born into. That's the epiphany, that the outsider, the outcast, and that's what I felt like in that moment. The stranger, the undesirable, the Gentile, the sinner, anyone who approaches, anyone who has need for Jesus to them. Jesus says, come closer, belong here. Like, I want you here. And he came in response to this promise that was made from the beginning to those who were faithful to the first covenant. But he extends this promise, you know, his life to every person for all of time, for all of time, every person. So I like to think that Jesus came and according, he had to have, he had to fulfill something. You know, he came in accordance with this law of perfection, follow the law. But he superseded this law of being perfect with the law of grace and the law of mercy. And so God's nature, which was revealed in this child, revealed when Jesus was born, is that God reaches out to those who don't belong, and he brings them to himself. So he's enlightened this world that his promise and his salvation was never earned, can never be earned. And this would make no sense to someone who loses sight of this, to the person that thinks they've earned their seat here, earn their seat there. This would make no sense. Herod, who was appointed ruler, king over the Jews, he couldn't imagine first serving another king, that's crazy, and then secondly to serve a king who chooses to be weak, like a king who chooses to serve his people, and a king who calls unworthy outcasts to himself as his people. And so in this law of perfection, there's no room for sinners. This would be an empty church. This leads us out. But in this law of God's grace, in the law of mercy, there is a place for every person who comes. There's room for all, for all of time. There's no shortage of space in heaven for anyone that God creates and makes. So we are perfected, we are called towards perfection, we are made more and more perfect the more we come to God for his mercy and the more we come to him for his grace to do it all. We're made perfect by doing nothing, by coming to him and letting him do everything. So when we see others as a failure um, in their lack of faith, in their lack of love, may we stop and see them in the light of this epiphany. And when, and when we ourselves feel we're a failure, when we see ourselves as the failure that doesn't belong because of our lack of faith, our lack of love, don't shrink away. You know, don't hide in the back, come closer. We have to let ourselves belong, let ourselves belong because of his faithfulness and let ourselves belong because of his love. So may we just receive, stop doing, receive this gift and own this identity that we didn't and can never earn and we can never lose. So may we know, let ourselves belong, 
not because of anything that we will ever do, but let ourselves belong here in this church and belong to our Lord because of who we are. Who we are because of who he is.